Welcome to the show, everybody. Happy Friday. Happy opening day. Southeastern baseball is back. Southeastern softball is already playing, but they're technically back because they didn't play in one day. Basketball recap, basketball preview. The XFL is here. Oh, man. What a show. So much stuff to talk about. We don't have a guest. That's the only thing missing from this episode of the State of Southeastern is a guest. So my apologies. We'll get back on the track on Tuesday. Anyway, like I said, today's show, let's start uh, recapping the past, shall we? Because I want to talk about Southeastern women's basketball. I got to see them in person. I got to be in Natchitoches. I got to see the basketball teams up close. <laughs> Such an awkward way to describe watching a basketball game. I got to see the basketball teams up close. <laughs> like, what? Anyway, um, no, it was awesome. It was so great to see everyone, uh, Coach Ayla Gazzardo, Coach David Kiefer, uh, Deuce Woodson, basketball manager, uh, Haley Giortano. Um, I got to meet the Giortanos. Shout out. Uh, they were they were lovely. Haley's mom, Bridget, um, supporters of the show. Um, so, so awesome to meet them. I got to meet Matt Strange's family who I guess are technically presidents of the Matt Strange fan club. Um, but got to meet them. Um, got to see a lot of people who I hadn't seen in a long time. So it was, it was just awesome. Um, the women's game, no, that was, that, that was a good 40 minutes of basketball. For us, um, getting the win in emphatic fashion against a team that's very good at home. Like we talked about on the last show, they had only lost two conference games at home or two games in general at home. They hadn't lost at home since de since December 30th, excuse me. And with the win now, we've won five in a row. It was the best half of basketball I think we've played all year. And if it wasn't the best half of basketball we played all year, it was the best one in a long time. Against such a good opponent, the second quarter, we outscored Northwestern State 23-5. to We took a huge lead at that point. We were up by 19 at the break, going to win by 15. Really wasn't that close. Northwestern scored 22 in the fourth. But, um, you know, they, they actually rebounded the ball very well, Northwestern did. We only out-rebounded them by three. But the, the storyline was the three-point shooting for Northwestern State. They did not shoot the three well. They only made three. And uh, we shot 50% from the foul line, over 50% from three. Just a good performance. Haley Giortano leads the way with 15. Alexis Horn adds 14. And then uh, Natalie Kelly records her third consecutive 10-plus rebound performance. She goes uh, for 10 rebounds in this one. So we stay in first place, stay in sole possession of first. That magic number 
get smaller, and we've got a big matchup on Saturday against Commerce. Moving to the men, um, it's first of all, so everybody's going to talk about the charge call at the end. Where I was, I was on the opposite end of the floor, and I was filming. And the way I was framed on Boogie when he was driving, because I got asked, you know, did I think it was a charge? I didn't know in real time if it was a charge or not. I watched the replay, and I think there's an argument for both sides. Isaac Haney, I don't believe, was set. So I... Was it obvious? No. Like, was it an obvious blocking call? No. I don't think it was egregious. Um, I think it was a block. Completely unbiased. That said, I think that if we were up two and, you know, Northwestern State comes down and let's say DeMarcus Sharp drives, um... I think contact in that situation, the way that the game was being called, I think it was going to, it was a charge as soon as Boogie made contact. It would be a charge with any school if they made contact in that situation with the way that this game in particular was being called. And it is a tough loss, you know, the last four half. But let me, let me give you something to hang your hat on, I guess. The only game that we, have not been in during this four-game losing streak was the Corpus Christi game. Corpus Christi came out. They did their job. They got on us early, and they never let us back in the game. Besides that, the other uh, three games that have been a part of this four-game losing streak have been games that we've been leading in. We led at the half against McNeese, or uh, we're losing by two against McNeese at halftime, excuse me. We were leading at the half against Nichols and Northwestern State, who were both very good teams. Um, We know that we can be a good team. We've shown it against good teams. We have not been able to close. And you know what? You're not supposed to be hitting your stride right now. You're not supposed to be playing your best basketball We've got four conference games left to turn this thing around. Um, And right now, it's about getting a bye. Because we are only a half game up on Commerce for that final bye in the conference tournament. We still haven't even clinched the conference tournament. But look, we are playing with only seven men right now. And I there was a ton of positives to take away from last night against a really good team in a extremely fun atmosphere that Prather Coliseum has become. Uh, DeMarcus Sharp is just incredible. Every shot he put up in the last, you know, five minutes, it seemed, was going in. It didn't matter. There was nothing Southeastern or any team was going to do about it. He finished with 25. Boogie led the way for us with 16. Alec Woodard was really good. He shot five of six from the field. Uh, 16 points for Alec, and then Nick Caldwell added 16 himself. Um, yeah, I mean, this this was a good game we played. It just didn't work out, and you're gonna have them. You wish you didn't have four in a row, but I mean, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? You, you, we got to bounce back and can't allow 48 points in the second half. Um, they. Man, Northwestern State was relentless. 
as soon as you make a basket, they're going to answer in transition, get up a quick three. That team is good. The team is really good. And I, again, you know, it's, um, I said last show, I want to stop saying, you know, but I don't feel as badly about this game as I do the other ones during the losing streak. Cause I think we're close. I think we're getting closer to, we just need one. We just need to break the streak and get back on track. So that's basketball. We'll, uh, We'll go over um, Saturday's games in a little bit. Uh, looking at the women's scores around the conference, it was um, pretty much chalk, if my memory serves me correctly. So it was Corpus Christi over Nichols. Nichols was closer than I thought they would be. Um, 59-50. Incarnate Word destroyed McNeese. I thought UIW would win, but I didn't think they would destroy McNeese. McNeese scored uh, less than uh, 12 points in the final three quarters in each individual quarter. Lamar beat Houston Christian. They have extended their winning streak to five. And then uh, Commerce beats UNO at home, eighty-three to seventy. And like I said, man, Commerce was really good in the second and third quarter. They scored twenty-six and twenty-three. Like I said, um, Commerce and Lamar are the uh, the two teams on Saturday to keep an eye on, as well as, of course, Corpus Christi, who was a game behind, but we own the tiebreaker. Over Corpus Christi. Looking at the the men's scores from Thursday, we saw some losing streaks end. We saw some winning streaks continue. Some surprises, I feel like. Corpus Christi hands Nichols their only loss at home this year, 78-74. So the Islanders and the Demons, excuse me, are still neck and neck, both 11-3 and three in conference. Lamar has... Uh, really turn this thing around. They win 91-75 against Houston Christian. I can't figure Houston Christian out at all. Um, but 91-75 for Lamar. McNeese has won three in a row. They beat UIW 78-76. Christian Shoemate uh, made a dunk with five seconds left to win for McNeese. And the Cowboys have won three in a row now. I still don't think they're any good. And UNO's losing streak comes to an end. They beat Commerce 84-78 in a big upset. As uh, the Privateers still need some help to get in the conference tournament, but a good win for UNO. As, uh, ESPN decides, or the ESPN website decided that I needed some music this morning. I don't know. Uh, moving on. And we'll get into uh, what's coming up Saturday after this um southeastern softball walks off louisiana tech louisiana tech defending conference usa champions southeastern softball still undefeated as they walk off tech five to four two games today uh if you're listening on friday we take on 
the Manhattan College Jaspers at 2 o'clock, and then Toledo at 4 o'clock in the uh, the Mardi Gras Mambo tournament out in Youngsville, trying to get to 5-0 and and 6-0 and today. The pitching has been sensational. Caitlin Ladner, Sarah Blanchard, probably, I mean, we'll see how the season plays out, but early on, this pitching staff looks sensational. Allowed only two runs over the opening weekend. Got off to a great start against Tech on Wednesday. Um, the Texters put together a, a, some some good late innings. Uh, but uh, K.K. Ladner, uh, 11 strikeouts in that win over Louisiana Tech as we win 5-4. to four, We are still undefeated. And then, of course, it's opening day for baseball. Take it on Lafayette. Brennan Stuprich. We'll get the start. He will be the Friday night starter to open the year. That game at 4 o'clock. And then um, there were some other schedule changes over the weekend for baseball. As the game Saturday is now at 1 o'clock. We actually play a doubleheader on Saturday. We got four against Lafayette. Uh, So we got to win three to win the series on opening weekend. We... uh, play a lot of games at home to start we got Samford next weekend travel to Jackson State on Tuesday anyway um I'm super excited Lafayette how did they do last year let's find out they are the leopards the Lafayette leopards of Lafayette Indiana uh they last year if I can figure out how to click on things they last year went 15 and 35. Oh my goodness. They were 6 and 25 away from home. How did they play 31 road games? All right. Well, now I'm way too excited because I'm developing unrealistic expectations. 6 and 25. Ooh, did they even play? I don't think they played a single Power 5 school. They played Wake Forest to open the year. They lost you know, nail biter, twenty-five to three, and then uh, that was they got that out of the way. They said we'll we'll play our one power five school, and we'll lose by twenty-two runs, and we are done. Uh, so we'll see what happens with Lafayette. Who knows? Maybe they just had a down year. Huh? Never thought of that, John. All right. Again, no guest today. Usually this would be where I throw to a guest. But the guest today is you. It's just you for joining me on the State of Southeastern. Um, before we get into the the, the end of the show, um, our final segment today brought to you by Wise Guys Daiquiris. Wise Guys Daiquiris is, in my humble opinion, the best daiquiri in Hammond, America. They will make you a daiquiri you cannot refuse. The flavor of the month remains king cake. All right? They got that new line of flavored lemonade daiquiris that includes Baja Blast, Peach, Electric Lemonade, and much, much more. Two locations, one in Hammond, one in A Meet, West University Avenue in Hammond, 
West Oak Street in Ameet. Wise Guys Daiquiris, the best daiquiri in Hammond, America. Wise Guys, they will make you a daiquiri you can't refuse. Love partnering with Wise Guys. Can't thank them enough for supporting the show. Can't thank them enough for supporting Lion Athletics. If you're a small business that wants to promote themselves on the show, I want to promote you. I love Hammond. I love the small businesses. Feel free to DM us on Twitter or Instagram at the state of SLU and let's get you some advertising. All right. Huge thanks to Wise Guys for sponsoring our weekend preview around Southland Conference basketball. The uh, Southland uh, or the Southeastern women will and men will both travel to Texas A&M Commerce. If you're asking where Commerce Texas is, no one seems to know. Is it Dallas? No. Let's let's Commerce to Dallas is uh well no, that's that's a business. Commerce Texas to Dallas Texas is 1 hour and 9 minutes away. So it's not exactly Dallas. Is it Tyler Texas? It's an hour and 36 minutes. Well, okay, that well, what about maybe Houston, Texas, huh? Houston, Texas to Commerce, Texas? I don't think that's it because that's four and a half hours away. Does anyone know where Commerce, Texas is or what it is? No disrespect to Commerce, Texas, but I don't know where they even fall in a media coverage standpoint. But here they are. We're going out there uh, Saturday. It is a bigger game for the men in terms of standings than it is for the women. The women, of course, control their own destiny uh, to win the conference. Commerce has been a weird team because they just lost to UNO, um, who has not been very good. This is a chance for Southeastern to sweep the season series. The first time these two teams met, it was if if you if you like teams missing shots, that was the game for you. We won 46-42. Commerce is currently third, but they still have to play an extra game against Nichols. That game got canceled because of the winter storm that hit the whatever part of Commerce, Texas, Texas is. They are very good at home. 8 and 2 at home this year is Commerce. We're 6-7 and seven on the road, which gives us the second most road wins in the conference. And we're playing good good basketball. Uh, Commerce is a, is a good team. They're only going to get better as their uh, transition into Division I continues. The men lost to UNO, not the women. I'm sorry. I said the, the women lost to UNO. They, no, they, they beat them. Uh, they are nine and four, and they have a chance to with a win and a Corpus Christi loss. Wow, they have the potential. They then beat Nichols to move into first place by as late as Tuesday, as early as Tuesday. So this is a big game. Um, the magic number again, like I said, it gets a little smaller with a southeastern win in terms of locking up a. Uh, uh, by to the semifinals, top two get by to the semifinals. 
We may have already locked up a bye to the quarterfinals. No, we need one more win and then uh, some help. That's too much to get into right now. Um, but we did lock up the conference uh, tournament bid for the fourth straight year after going, I think it was nine years without a conference tournament uh, bid. So four straight years that the Lady Lions are heading to the conference tournament. Other games on the schedule on Saturday. Let's get to it. Let's uh, pull it up here. The ESPN app is so much easier to find this stuff than the ESPN desktop. Because, I, I don't know. Not because. There's no reason. <laughs> I'm not about to tell you the reason. All right, here we go. Saturday, UNO and Northwestern State. Northwestern State is back at home against a UNO team that needs a win. This game is going to be uh, really good, I think. Northwestern State has gone from looking like a, oh, they're a scrappy team, to they are the last team in right now. They are eighth. Uh, they need a win. They're really good at home, like I said, and I think they'll bounce back against UNO. Give me the Lady Demons. Corpus Christi will face McNeese. Uh, in Lake Charles, but I think Corpus Christi gets it done against a, a relatively good McNeese team. Anyone that plays Nichols right now will win. The team that is playing Nichols on Saturday is Incarnate Word, so give me Incarnate Word. And then Lamar has won five in a row. I expect them to win six in a row as they take on Houston Christian. On the men's side, like I said, it's uh, maybe that's my new saying, like I said. Because I went from, you know, um, I went from um, saying, you know, and you know, to saying, like I said. A lot of dead air right there. A lot of dead air. I think every show I get worse at this. I get just increasingly worse at this whole radio thing. And because I'm going to, because I'm getting so bad, I just decided I'm going to not improve at all. It's going to stay bad. Anyway, um, to the men's side. Taking a look at the standings. It is a two-team race. All year, it looked like a three-team race, a four-team race. Um, it is a two-team race. It is Northwestern and Corpus Christi. That's it. Both of them are 11-3. and three. Northwestern State's won nine in a row. Corpus Christi's won seven in a row. It is going to be so much fun to follow that over this last uh, four-game stretch. Southeastern has a half-game lead over Commerce for the bye to the quarterfinals. Here's the scenarios. If Southeastern wins and moves to 9-6, and six, Cor Commerce would fall to 7-7. Seven and seven. If they lose to Nichols, they would fall to 7-8. and eight. We would have a two-game lead over them. Vice versa, if Commerce beats us on Saturday... We fall to eight and seven. They improve to eight and six. 
Let's say they lose to Nichols, eight and seven, eight and seven. We're tied, but it would then come into a bunch of tiebreakers with uh, whoever's next in line because we would split the season series. The easy thing for mathematics' sake is for us to win. That way, I don't have to do math. I, again, very nervous. Been nervous for the past week and a half in games. <sighs> games on Saturday. UIW and Nichols. Give me Nichols. I'm off the UIW train. Every every episode I say, oh, I like UIW, and then they they lose to McNeese. UNO and Northwestern. Northwestern will win. Corpus Christi and McNeese. Finally, McNeese. That winning streak will end because they're playing a good team. I stand by my opinion of McNeese not being any good. And that may just be me being bitter about losing, but I don't think they're any good. They will lose to Corpus Christi at home. Lamar and Houston Christian. My gut tells me Lamar, which tells me Houston Christian will win. So there we go. little uh, reverse psychology there. Houston Christian will beat Lamar. There you go. Again, no guests today. Sorry, everybody. Hope you had a good time anyway. Hope you... Um, hope you enjoyed the show. Hope you have a great weekend. Hope you watch the Lions win. Happy College Baseball Day. The opening day of baseball is so interesting because it's like, I would love to see the viewership numbers of like MLB opening day. That opening day, everybody's got their jersey on. Everybody's got MLB.tv. It's a 162 game season. Game two, nobody cares. The drop-off has to be historic every year from game one to game two. Um, Excited to see how it goes. Excited to see how it goes. Uh, College baseball 2023. Looking forward to it. Again, uh, huge thanks to everyone who supports the show. Huge thanks to Wise Guys Daiquiris. It was awesome meeting everyone um, in Natchitoches yesterday. It was awesome getting to see people who I already knew in Natchitoches yesterday. Um, Can't wait to see you all again. Thank you so much for supporting the show and um, allowing me to to do something I love to give back to Southeastern. Because if nobody listened, if nobody supported, there would be no reason to do this. So thank you so much, truly. Again, Baseball, softball, and basketball all this weekend. We'll talk about it all on Tuesday. It's lying up over everything. This is the State of Southeastern.